all my life, I've been so used to just being happy. Uh, in general, I'm, I'm a happy person. I'm, all, I'm always having a good time. I, my coach would tell me like, hey, you know, be more adaptable. And I'd be like, no, 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 it's gotta be this way. Everything's gotta be my way, you know? To us young bloods, right? It's always like, no, no, I gotta have this trophy. I gotta have that trophy. All this external validations in terms of awards. In the end, what the fuck is it for? Awards, achievements, external validation. What is the meaning of chasing these medals of life? Does ego drive this notion? As Doc Hudson once said, it's just an empty cup. In this episode, Nick joins us today to share his experience in pursuing advertising, his artistic journey, and what it means to him to gain these achievements. So without further ado, my name is Nikki Adopt, and welcome to the Next Adventure Podcast. Nick, describe to me the time you struggled to be creative. The time I struggled to be creative would probably be before I joined art school. I had this, this preconceived notion that you were just a fuck up if you were an artist, right? And because of that, I just did not want to do anything creative. You know what I mean? I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to make any, I didn't want to, to draw, to write, to, to even come up with any ideas um, for my work in school. Because in computer science, sometimes you have to think about how to make an app. And they'll tell you, think more artistically, think more creatively. And there were memes going around that time about, you know, what it means to be creative and, you know, they'd have those, 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 like those chest pain memes, like, oh, when he says he's a creative, uh, things like that. And it just kind of further added to this idea that if you were creative, you were just not good at anything else. I think that that all changed later on, but that was at one time I struggled just to allow myself to be creative. Hmm. For the viewers who are listening in, can we give some context on who you are and just to fill in the gaps of what you said just now on like computer science is art school and who are you and where do you come from? Uh, um, I'm Nick. I studied, I, I'm a copywriter. I studied advertising at the Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts. And I, um, prior to that, I was actually studying computer science at Nanyang Polytechnic. Um, I had stopped uh, about a year, a year and a half in because I just was fed up with myself for taking up a, a course that I was not into for the sake of maybe a, a career prospect and quickly changed when I went over to art school, I guess. Hmm. Um, offline, you were talking about how you actually didn't want to go to art school and you were sort of forced. Let's talk about that. Uh, I wasn't exactly forced, but I, I was, I was being prodded by my mother who kept telling me, you know, that I should give it a shot, that I should be a bit more open-minded and that I should, uh, kind of just, just try, try doing something that, that I haven't tried yet. Um, of course my answer was no, you know, I was so, I was so worried about, you know, uh, about what, what people might think of me actually. I, you know, I was really bad at math and sciences, uh, in, in secondary school. And I thought that uh, if I if I went to art school, it was just kind of confirming this bias that yo this guy's an idiot, you know. Um, but it was um, it was a good decision because I'm so sorry. You know what was the question again? Yeah, we were talking about how it sort of changed your mind 
while you're going in with this resistance into art school and suddenly you felt that this is for you in such a way after growing growing on you right um yeah what what changed my mind really um was just being fed up with not not being happy every day you know i, I think all my life i've been so used to just being happy uh, in general I'm, I'm a happy person I'm, all, I'm always having a good time regardless of whether or not it actually is a good time or not and um studying something i didn't want to study you know working on something i didn't really want to work on it kind of just took a toll on me, I guess, in a way. It was just it was just making me think, you know, what do I really want to do? Of course, then, you know, I was 18. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but uh, my, the suggestions, everyone, suge everyone suggested to me that I try, I try art school. Of course, I didn't want to do that either. I think at that point in time, all I wanted to do was swim. And it kind of did translate because eventually, um, you know, I did stop swimming. But what I took, what I, what I carried over from swimming was this competitive attitude. And I think that's kind of what helped me stop resisting, you know, um, having a, realizing that I could transfer that competitive attitude into anything I wanted to, um, made everything doable all of a sudden, you know, made everything just easy hmm. and kind of, it made things worthwhile, I guess. Yeah. Let's take a pause on the creative side. Let's okay. talk, go back into the swimming. What you told me offline before was how you were winning all these awards and suddenly you thought it was easy. Was it ego that stopped you? You honestly, like for, for a while in swimming, like you kind of get like swimming in, in, in general, right? Like you, you, you place, you start going to the finals, right? Uh, I started going to the finals a little bit. And that was kind of like a big boost for me, right? Because before that, I, I don't think I, I had uh, I had been really competitive in my life. And the first time I'd made the finals, that was like, a, I was like, whoa, damn, I, I didn't know I could place, right? And there's a few times you make it to the podium, you're like, damn, this is this is fun. Um, and when I did play, and when I did have these great swims, I, I look back and think, I didn't even train. I didn't even practice. Like, this is this is awesome. You know, I, I maybe, maybe, um, Maybe I don't, I can finally do something uh, without having to put in the effort. Uh, and that's kind of what, what blew up my ego in a way. It was like, yes, finally, you know, I, I can, it must be talent or something, right? You, you can, you can, you can do something, um, not put the work in and still get some good results. That's kind of what made me feel that way. Tell me what it felt like to lose. To lose? Uh, it's pretty bad, I guess. It's, it's these reality checks that hit you in life sometimes. They, they hit pretty hard when you realize that, hey, um, you're not as good as you think you are. And to be frank, you, you should know from the start, you know, if you're not putting in the work, you're not going to get the results. Um, but when it hits you in the face with like a solid, like black and white timing uh, on a sheet where it says like you're eighth or, or fifth or whatever, it, it definitely takes a toll on you um, because you got to shift that mindset, you know? And I think in any time you have to change your mindset, anytime you have to shift your perspective on reality uh it's gonna take um it's gonna take some energy out of you you know it's not as fluid as, as it might seem just just thinking differently right hmm. so that was uh that was, yeah that was how it was yeah you always seem like the person who is very full of energy especially when the first time i met you you're like hi nikki i'm nick yeah we're both named nick and you were there it didn't really come off as someone who hated art or before I met you, you didn't seem like the person who, you seem like the person who knew what you wanted in life. 
How did it get to that point? It was definitely advertising, learning advertising in art school. Um, like I said earlier, when I realized that I could take that competitive spirit or or maybe finally like kind of activate that competitive spirit and put that energy into into work, um, that's when I realized that uh, that I loved what I did and I could do this I could do this, do this forever, you know um, It was like the specific moment was probably would probably have to be my first after foundation, you know, when you start studying your specialization. Um, and I realized I realized then that uh, that advertising was a pretty competitive industry. And you can get awarded in place, and, and there are places for awards, you know, gold, bronze, silver, um, for uh, the ads that you make. When I, and, you know, when, when I made this realization, when I had this realization, I just thought to myself, like, okay, you know, this is, I, I kind of enjoy competing. I think competing is what I like to do. Uh, that's, that's, when I, that's when I realized that I could have done this. That's when I realized that I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. What really comes to mind is all this external validations in terms of awards. In the end, what the fuck is it for? What the fuck is it for? That is a great question. I, I asked myself actually. Um, okay, uh, realistically, I think it's to promote your work. It's to uh, it's to and for some people it's to validate their work to show to say that hey you know I, I put in the effort. Um, we, we, we solved the brief, we came up with a great creative solution and, and overall it was a great piece of work. But what is it for actually? I think um, it depends on, on who it is, right? For some people, they, they want the award to, to get a raise. Some people want the award to get noticed. Some people want it just because, like I said, they want to validate their work. Um, for me personally, I like it because it just gives me an outlet, you know, to compete. I think work is, work is kind of boring when you're not competing. Mm -hmm. And uh, on, I digress, but um, if if you bring competition to work without some sort of um, official guidelines, you know, it becomes a bit like a toxic competition between peers who otherwise should not be competing. But the trophies, the the awards, the recognition, it kind of makes it a bit more sanctioned, right? And because of that, I think it becomes a great way to just a great place to put your energy into. For me, for me personally, what it's for is just. Um, Driving, driving you to be better. I love that. Driving factor. Nice. Um, what's that? Lightning McQueen. What's the guy's name? Hudson. Uh, it's just Hudson an empty Horton. cup. It's just an, it, it, sometimes it is, right? I think I've spoken to some veterans in the game and they'll always tell you the same thing. They're just trophies, man. No one cares. But to us young, to us young bloods, right? It's always like, no, no, I got to have this trophy. I got to have that trophy. I, I got to win this award in this city, um, it kind of shows, it kind of, it kind of shows that the, that shift in perspective as you get older, it definitely changes. But for now, I'm happy to be young, naive and thinking about and just, you know, drooling over the awards. Going for it and, um, winning stuff. Basically. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you win some, you lose some, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, now that you mention it, it almost is, yeah, the journey is a bit more fun than, uh, than the destination. Yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Of course, it's a lot better to win. I mean, who am I kidding, right? But um, at the end of the day, I think that feeling of just pushing yourself to the limit, you know, staying up late, getting the work done, that, that little light bulb moment of having an idea, I think that's the best part about this. 
do you take it too hard when you lose or do you really like we just mentioned about the journey it's really just about the journey win some lose some uh it's, it's yeah. easy for me to say uh now that oh it's just a it's just part of the journey um and i can say that i can say that now right no i i, can, I take i take losses pretty well um in reality no i i hate losing um I don't know what it is. It might be an ego thing. It might be a it might be a pride thing. But uh, I just hate losing. I hate um, I hate putting in the work and not seeing something come out of it. But as I mature, as I um, the more time I spend looking at the uh, the work that I've done, the work my friends and I have done, um, you re- you ha- you got to realize that you're not going to win every single time, and and that's a good thing sometimes because you definitely do learn a lot more, and. Uh, and you do get a lot more insight on on how things work in the industry and and why some some awards might win and why some might not you know everyone's going to have um an award um and i know it we'll have hot streaks sometimes sometimes there might not be um awards coming in but i know for a fact uh that um that i'm happy doing this and whatever it is we're just going to keep on shooting for the best nice yeah you said you hate losing what will it mean for you to lose everything today Everything. Your creative freedom. Oh, what would it mean? I don't know. Like, uh, could you give me like a? Could you like put me in a box for a second? Like, so say like, do you mean like if I were to work for someone who just said no, just just make this type of work all the time, or no, whatever you define it as. Um, maybe the world says that creatives are no longer allowed in the world, and basically whatever we do is useless. Yo, I think I, did, I think I did have a moment like that. It was called NS. Oh. When, when you enter, when you, when you go into national service and they tell you like, you know what, whatever you're doing, doesn't matter. Focus on what you're doing right now. Yeah, I, I had one of those moments. And I think um, yeah, there's creativity to be found in everything, right? When you're, when you're a recruit, you're finding ways to, to, to sneak snacks into the bunks. You're trying to find ways to, to get that, to, to avoid punishment. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, if I had everything, if I had all this creativity taken away from me, I think it'd just be a matter of finding another way to, um, to, to, sorry, finding another outlet to put my energy into. So if it was NS, right, I, it's just about having fun and, and, and doing your best in, in what you do, right? So if you can't, if you can't win an award for, for advertising, you could try to be a marksman in, in NS or, or, I don't know, the best in your, your 2.4 run, the IPPT, they call yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just about finding out an outlet, being adaptable, things like that. Being adaptable, yeah. being basically everything in I, a sense. I, I like if you had spoken to me about this like maybe five years ago, it would have blown my mind. Like I was so rigid in how I thought. I, my coach would tell me, like, hey, you know, be more adaptable. And I'd be like, No, 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 it's gotta be this way. Everything's gotta be my way, you know? Whether it was um the mindset when it came to swimming or you know, working out or whatever it was in life, you know. Um it's not a good way to think just kind of detrimental in the long run how did it change was it maturity time or no i was losing <laughs> when you lose and you realize that hey I'm, I'm not doing well um i wouldn't say losing uh because not everything's an award show right but um not getting the best results from your creative work and realizing that hey this is if i was not so, if i was um not so rigid in the way i thought i could have made something a lot better and then seeing that over and over again, it, it definitely, you know, makes you realize that you need to change how you think. And yeah, through that, I kind of realized that life is all about how you think. You get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, uh, filmmaking is, is the art of solving problems, right? That's, uh, is it? That's, that's what I saw on YouTube, at least. Uh, this, this one, 
this one analysis of uh, Shazam and how every problem that came up in the film was solved with a creative solution. Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like I just say, yeah, just how you think, right? When you're on set, I mean, do you ever have you ever been in a situation where you had to you know, think quick and adapt to the situation? Multiple times, yeah. we use the C stands as a clothes rack. Uh, One of our shoots, right? Where we yeah, didn't yeah, have a dolly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we use tin foil as the cutter for the light. To okay. Give that soft light. Yeah, we did it uh, for your website and everything. I remember yeah. that. We had the, because we didn't have the, um, the, the dolly, right? We, yeah. used, we used a table yeah, with table, the wheels yeah. to push. Yeah. That, that's what makes filmmaking so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So to put it into perspective, like last time I was the guy who said, no, we need to have like a gimbal to make this perfect. I'm not going to use anything else. That's the only way I'm going to make this video. That's an analogy, I guess, for how I used to think. Yeah. Mm. Perfectionism, is it? In a way, perfectionism. Um, but I look back at it and it's just me being stupid. Oh. Yeah. Mm, right. I feel a lot of people, including me, also came from the same situa situation where we were thinking, no, it must be this way. Th there's only one way, and which is my way. Yeah. <laughs> which kind of limits creativity to a mm -hmm. certain point because then you realize that you can't do everything. And then you also realize that it comes to a point where you get too tired to do everything. Then you don't know what to do. Have you gotten in that situation before? We're just sitting there thinking, fuck now. Oh my <laughs> God. Do? For sure. For sure. Um, I think I was on a project and I was, it's was a simple class project. I was over there thinking like, I, I need to do everything because I cannot trust anyone with, with my grades. Right. And so you're over there planning the, planning the shoot. Uh, taking care of like the logistics of of this focus group or whatever it was, you're uh, writing the um, the interview questions and all that, and you realize that um, over time that that anything creative is almost always, I mean, always uh, a team effort, and you need to place your trust in other people, other creatives, to be able to make something great. And I think a lot of times maybe we see someone who does it all, someone who can do it solo, and you think, you know, I want to be like that, and that gives us this it kind of um, puts this idea in your head that you that to be great, you need to be able to do everything by yourself, which is true to a certain extent. But in, in this situation, I feel like, um, no, you don't need to do everything by yourself. I think part of being a great creative is knowing knowing who to trust, not just blindly trusting anyone, but knowing who to trust with what um, and um, being able to maybe even allocate certain, certain jobs to certain people. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That, that brings a question because... The reason why I learned everything and tried to sort of be the best in the sense was the lacking skills in other people that I saw and I felt like I needed to um, cover for them. Right, right. But then that seems also like a downside because now everyone is looking at you thinking, oh, because he's the best, he's arrogant. And now I don't want to work with him because yeah, he's the one that knows everything now. Yeah. Have you ever gotten to that point? Um, I, I don't think so, but... That would that would definitely blow up my ego a little bit. I mean, um, oh no, I think yeah, that focus group thing. It was like, oh no, was it that focus group? I think it was a uh, was another competition, man, where I was just trying to do everything again. Horrible, man. Like, um, I think uh, the crowbar awards is a good example. Um, before I, I mean, luckily, luckily, I changed my mind about how to how to approach this before. But when I first heard about this award show, I thought, you know. I'll just do it myself. You know, I don't need a team of five, but going into my first crowbar, that 24 hour challenge, right? You very quickly realize that you need a good team to be working with you and you can't do everything by yourself because 
mean, it's, it's absurd, right? Um, so no, I mean, so yes and no. I think there may have been a time where I was just crazy and thinking I, I could do everything by myself. Um, but I think that I caught myself before I could have made any big mistakes. Have you? Everyone, you know, Nikki, everyone knows you as the one-man show, you know what I mean? Like, if anyone wants a, 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 any filming work done, they find you, no one else. So how does it feel to be that one-man show? Well, I hate it. The idea for me to learn everything is to so I can scale and disseminate the ideas to other people and know what they can do. Okay. Uh, it's sort of like setting the example to them. Like, no, no, I won't walk with um, the equipment down 20 km. That, that, there's no way we're going to do that. Okay. If you can't do it, I, if I can do it, we're not doing it. Kind okay. Of thing. Yeah. So it's more to um, like, like we're going to talk about not just being that solo person, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's hmm. uh, it's liberating, and you're not trying to do everything by yourself. I don't want to do everything it is, myself. <laughs> it is a bit like um, uh, anxiety inducing, though. Putting putting your fate in the hands of someone else. Yeah. Or your work's fate, right? Yeah. I I've just done a few, um, past few, uh, work. Yeah. Corporate stuff, and okay. you know, I'm trying to be a people pleaser. Not really a people pleaser. It's more of like. I don't want anyone else to work on this besides me because I know they're going to mess up and I know their skills are not on par kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, I will shoot. I will also shoot video. I will also do the photos and I will do everything. And I get paid very little. At the same time, now I got like five people's jobs in one. Then I realized like, yeah, I'm not going to be doing this in the future. It's just too much work. Like, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense, man. Like you shouldn't be doing, you know, five people's job. But that I only realized after trying, after getting to the point in time where I, it was a mistake. When it goes too far into the mistake, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. So yeah. we're similar in that we have to, we have to go through the... Yeah, the, I feel the, that, the, that this struggle that everyone has to go through to really understand not just the artistic journey and also... Um, who they meet and everything. Not all projects will be that showreel piece in a sense. Okay. A lot of it is the learning piece where you fight with people, you kind of get into the situation where the final piece never comes out. Do you, okay. do you have stuff like that? Uh, I have a lot. I think it's I think it's a little different where because we have to we have to deliver something sometimes. Uh, okay. But like but I get what you mean in, in that the final piece maybe is just totally not what you wanted. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about you, but I do a lot of films and like photography shoots for the sake of just doing it because I just want to test some concept right. which I saw online. And a lot of those shoots don't really come out the way I want it. But anyway, it's just a test. But for other people who actually join because filmmaking is a like group thing, it be ends up that people get unhappy and everything. Then we have to deal with um anger issues, oh, <laughs> oh, so which is quite... Yeah. Is it like a question of managing expectations before the shoot then? Or is do you think it's something that we need to change from the beginning with like mindset? Uh, I guess the point that I was kind of going on is like, really just go and try a lot of things. A lot of people don't want to try things and they always wait to, they get a job and they say, okay, I'm going to live test this thing, yeah. which is sort of like the wrong thing to do. Then you start failing while you're doing the thing and then you just give the client or whoever like, oh, this is the finished product. Then it's like a broken airplane kind of thing. Yo, I, <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that's why like in art school, like I think I got this one piece of advice. If I, if I remember correctly, it was an open house at this ad agency and they said, look, you're in art school now. 
test your stuff out now because in the real world, like you cannot mess up because you were trying something new out. And, and when I heard this, I was like, you know, they're kind of right. I'm not going to have this, um, this, uh, this safety net to just do whatever I want when I'm in an agency, I'm going to have to do like what, they tell, what they tell you to do. And so like, I just started, I said, you know what, I, I'm going to, I'm going to make whatever work I want to make and I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I want. And, and that's where some of the, sometimes you, you come up with work that isn't perfect and that, that, that might not please everybody. And I think you're better off making this work that, uh, that you can, you can test with that safety net because at the end of the day, like your GPA doesn't really matter in, in, in this, in this field. Right. I mean, I was so obsessed with keeping like a good GPA that I, I feel, I feel like my first few pieces of work, it was just very clinically solving a brief, you know, and not, not going about it in the most creative manner. So I think it's, it's a good idea. Yeah. To, to just say whatevs, I'm going to make whatever I want and we'll see how that goes. It's good to do that while you still have that safety net. Yeah. Offline, just now you were telling me how in the grand scheme of things, you're still going to do advertising yeah. in the long run. Yeah. Um, maybe baking. <laughs> maybe baking. Yeah, but is there something that you're trying to say to the world that you kind of want to, or is like, it's really just for the joy of creating things in advertising? I don't, I don't know. Oh man, I mean, uh, I mean, like I said, offline, I guess. Um, I feel like what I love about this job, I mean, I just love everything about this job. I tell people sometimes that, please, you know, I tell them, don't ask me about you know, advertising because I can go on for hours about why it's so great and I'm just going to sound like this huge nerd. But if I could sum it up in, in, in a few points or, or sum up a few of the things that I like about advertising, it's that I get to live, uh, you know, different lives because of this, you know, whatever new brief comes up, which, whichever client it is, um, I can kind of put myself in a new, in a new person really, you know, so some days I'm, I'm, I'm like a snowboarder, right? Trying to, trying to sell other snowboarders an energy drink. And some other days I'm, I'm a guy with a, with a fast car trying to sell people fuel. And I love that, you know, putting your mind into, into someone else's, uh, it makes me feel fresh. It makes me feel young. I mean, I'm not that old, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but that's one of the things I like. Another thing I like is, 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 is coming up with ideas. You know, we do this all the time. You, uh, you're sitting down with your friend at the park and you're just thinking of some crazy way to have fun. You're like, hey, you know what would be cool? I don't know, like a, a trampoline with a, with a cannonball at, at the bottom that makes you fly really, I don't know. You, you know what I'm saying? You can yeah. come up with this crazy guy stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, who would have thought that it'd be a job, you know? It's almost like that, but you know, with its uh, parameters. <laughs> right. And we're just in time to wrap up. Right. So is there anything that you want to say to the listeners who might be thinking, not just advertising, but just being a creative and trying to go for it or trying to sort of start their journey? Your last speech to them, what would you say? Um, if I had to say anything to, to, to people who might be listening, I'd just say, you know, whatever it is you're thinking about, whatever it is you want to do, uh, just go for it. You know, life is too short to, to not do what you love. And, uh, and if you go for something, if you really you know, jump at it and it's not what you love, it's all right. Just keep, just keep going on. Just keep having fun and finding what you like next. It's as easy as that. Life is simple. Life is fun. Just go get, just go for it. My name is Nikki Adopt. And my name is Nick. And we hope to see you guys on the next adventure. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>